Welcome, welcome, welcome to Are You Determined to Grow? This is your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly. We'll be having everybody get on in just a second. Uh, I just wanted to stop in and just tell you we got another great lesson. We're coming out of 1 Samuel 14. Amen and amen as they come on board. Uh, we just thank God for all of you. We continue to pray for you. We're continuing to pray for what's going on down there in Florida as they have evacuated some areas. Uh, we understand there's devastation already, so we want to pray for them and pray for those families as well. And so we're just going to wait for a few more people to hop on. This is going to be a great lesson. We are coming out of 1 Samuel 14, and we're going to read uh, the few verses that God gave me. We're going to uh, not complete 14 today, uh, because what God wants us to talk about uh, is going to be really, really good. Of course, of course, it's always good when we are talking about the Lord. Because he is amazing. Gave it to me, baby. Holy Spirit. He is amazing. Yes, he is. Amen. Amen. We're just going to get a couple of more people on. I see uh, Caleb is hopping on. And um, I guess I better hop oh, on this other phone. There we go. We got some light. And then they saw light. I don't think light. that's right the way I said it. And then there was light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Hmm. Amen and amen. It's not going to be as good as. Uh, yeah. Recording in progress. Watch it. Watch it. You waste that shit on me, man. I got that. If you just move, you should get fly. Yeah. <laughs> you just got fly. Boy, are you with your flyness? Oh, you can't help yourself. <laughs> amen, amen, and amen. Amen. I was just trying to put an extra something extra on so that so that we can have uh, a cushion just in case. All right then. Okay, I guess we got enough people on. We can go ahead and start praise and worship. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come down on me. 
Make my life so simple and free. Holy Spirit, come down me. Make my life so simple and free. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come down me. Make my life, make my life so simple and free. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come down on me. You know my heart, you know my thoughts too. But still you love me, inspire them all. Take my life and make it all. Holy Spirit, come down. Make my life, make my life so simple and free. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come down. I got to call him again now. Holy Spirit, Spirit, come down on me. Make my life, make my life so simple and free. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come down on me. Yeah, Holy Spirit, come down tonight. Amen. 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 Amen and amen. What a wonderful. A rendition for the CD. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank yeah. you, Lord. I chopped the God song all the way up. <laughs> yeah. a beautiful, beautiful song. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. So we're gonna have uh Shanetta to pray us in. Dear Heavenly Father, we thought in heaven. I want to thank you for blessing us to see each other again tonight. Come together up under the sound of your voice through our speaker. And Lord, I pray that you bless everybody financially and everything that they need. Lord, I pray that you continue to give us spiritual discernment over the spiritual warfare that we all in. God, I want to thank you for blessing us with everything we already have. Some of us in overflow and some of us are getting there. And God, I'm just grateful for everything. Lord, in your son's name, Jesus Christ, amen. Was that too long? <laughs> I'm sorry. Amen. Praise God. Amen. That's an awesome prayer. Are we getting in now? Amen. Amen. We thank God for that wonderful prayer. We thank God for that wonderful praise and worship. Uh, we want to give God glory today. We are coming back. We still in First Samuel, the 14th chapter, and we're gonna read uh, starting with verse 24. All the way down to verse 33. And then we got a little topic that we're going to talk about as we begin. So I will give you the topic after we read the verses. So we got nine verses, nine to 10 verses. So about three apiece, two, two or three apiece. For example, uh, Samuel chapter 14, verse 24? Yes. Okay, thank you. Okay, let me see if I can find it. Um, Isaiah again. Thank you. For Samuel. 
for Samuel, which is in it. Say it again, Denise. First Samuel. First Samuel 14. Start with verse 24. And we're going to read down to verse 33. I feel like that's going to be enough. <laughs> we want to start. You can go ahead and start, Shannon. Okay. NIV version. Now the Israelites was in distress that day because Saul had bound the people under an oath saying, curse being anyone who eats food before evening comes, before I have avenged myself on my enemies. So none of the troops tasted food. The entire army entered the woods and there was honey on the ground. When they went into the woods, they saw the honey oozing out, yet no one put his hand on his mouth because they feared the oath. You want me to read three? Uh, you got three, didn't you? How many was that? I think so, yes. Okay. Caleb? Okay. Or the gum, uh, the Montgomery's, either one. What verse about? 27. 27. Uh, this is like me. But Jonathan had not heard that his father had bound the people with the oath. So he reached out to the end of the staff that was in his head and did it to the honeycomb. He raised his head to his mouth and his eyes brightened. I read 28 too. Yeah. Then one of the soldiers told him, Your father bound the army under a strict oath, saying, Curse be anyone who eats food today. That is why the men are faint. Okay. No. Oh, no. no, we good. Go ahead. Go ahead, Montgomery. Jonathan said, my father has made trouble for the country. See how my eyes brighten when I tasted a little of this honey. How much better it would have been if the men had eaten to date some of the plunder they took from their enemies. Would not the slaughter of the Philistines have been even greater. Keep going. That day after the Israelites had struck down the Philistines from uh, Melchizedek to uh, Ajalon, they were exhausted. In IV version, um, they pounced on the plunder and taking sheep, cattle, and calves. They butchered them on the ground and ate them together with the blood. Then someone said to Saul, Look, the men are sinning against the Lord by eating meat that has blood in it. You have broken faith, he said. Roll a large stone over here at once. Amen. Amen. The title of the lesson is Oath of Arrogance. The oath of arrogance. So let me back up before we go into the verses. First, I want to tell you what today means. Today is 9 28 22. So today is the fullness of blessings. Number nine is the fullness of blessings. And 28 is the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, did you know that? The Gummers that came up with that song. And then number 22 
is on you. What's number 22, somebody? Fruit, fear fruitfulness. That's it. That's it. Hey, babe said, babe said God, God gave him that song. So there you go. <laughs> amen. Amen. We are all in line with God. So the oath of arrogance. Have we ever, I first just want to talk about, have you ever done something just because you were full of yourself? Not necessarily that you were being led of God, but you have just done something and you just was because you was kind of full of yourself. So we know that when we vow a vow, which is the same thing as an oath, that we're supposed to keep that vow, right? And so as we see here, in 1 Samuel 14 and 24, the first verse. Well, let's go, let's back up. Let's look at the definition of an oath. So the definition of an oath is it is a solemn promise, often invoking a divine witness regarding one's future action or behavior. An oath. The and divine okay. life purpose and is found multiple oh, times wow. in the Old Testament. Was you telling me, Vanessa? Go ahead. Oh, okay. So an oath is something that's it's a promise that I'm going to behave a particular way. I'm going to do a particular thing to gain something. So we see that in 1 Samuel 14 and 24, that Saul had, had made an oath and cursed the people as well. And that's where the problem begins. So what is the purpose of an oath? In general, the purpose of an oath is to uh, gain something, to, if, to allow God or to speak to God or vow. We vow a vow to God. We saw about that last time, how that man vowed a vow. He said the first thing coming out of my house. I'm a sacrifice to you. And it happened to be his only child. It is important that we don't do these type of things. And I know that we don't do it on purpose, but sometimes we can get caught up in the moment, caught up in the situation, caught up in, in different things, and we will vow vow to God that is not even led of God. But when you vow a vow, you have to keep it. Because there's a curse behind breaking a vow. That's why it's important. That's why God always teaches us that we need to be careful with our words that what we say. Amen. You know, my mom used to always talk about, be careful what you put out there. Be careful what you say. Uh, don't say that. You know, how? oh, you're killing me. Now we're just using the saying, but our words as believers, not just as believers though, but especially as believers, have power because God gave us the authority and power in him. So it's very important that what you speak, you speak the things that are positive. You speak those things. I'm not broke. I'm rich. I got a job. I got houses and land and wealth. I got help. I'm healthy. Speak those things into existence because God gave us power. He showed us in Genesis that our words are important. 
everything into existence. He just spoke it. And that same power lives on the inside of us. That's why it's important that we're careful what we say. Amen. So he vowed this, this vow, this oath. He, he told the people, you know, cursed is the man that eat anything today. So pretty much, we ain't going to say he really put them on a, a, a proclaimed fast because he didn't even authorize it through God. Normally, when you do a fast and it's proclaimed, you kind of want to get God's permission first. You want to say, hey, God, can you uh, get in on this? I I'm paraphrasing. But he didn't even do that. And so there are different types of oaths that we can make. And you guys know some of these. So we have the Hippocratic oath. That's what the doctors do. <laughs> the oath of alliance. That's when we align ourselves with someone else. And we got to be very careful when we align ourselves. Because we saw even recently how Jehoshaphat aligned with an evil king and almost got killed. Amen? So we have to be careful what we align our spiritual selves and our natural selves with. Amen? There is Amen. an oath of citizenship. We know that when we have uh, come into America, if we came into America voluntarily, which we did not, uh, if we came into America voluntarily, then they would require us to say an oath of citizenship. When the president comes into his office, he, there's a, a oath of office. There is an oath. Uh, it's called a pauper's oath. That is one that we have, where you decide to be poor and to live a life of poverty, uh, in to gain uh, a spiritual enlightenment. Of course, those of us, this ex-military, Vanessa, myself. Uh, we uh, had an oath when we went to the military that we had to say. And then, of course, when we get on the witness stand, I know none of y'all been on the witness stand, but when we get on the witness stand, they raise your hand and say what? I solemnly swear, which is an oath. Yeah. So that's the law. So the law has an oath. But what I'm talking about particularly here. It's the oath of arrogance. And the reason why I say that Saul, that Saul had to be arrogant, because look at what he says in the first verse. In 1 uh, Samuel 14 and 24, this is the first thing he says. First of all, it talks about the people being distressed. Well, we know in Philippians 4 and 6, he said, you shouldn't have to worry about distress. Amen. It also talks about not being stressed in Luke 20, 12 and 25. Then he said he cursed the man. Okay, so I, I, I want to break that. I don't want to break that down yet, but I'm going to come back to that. So the second part he says, I have taken, until I have taken, which is putting himself in the place of God, vengeance. Deuteronomy 32 and 35 says, Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. Not you. Not starve the people trying to get something done to pay something that really is God's job anyway. So in a way, in verse 24, Saul placed himself in a place of being God. 
and he starved the people. He weakened his army and broke their spirits. Where do we see this at? We see this at the beginning, they're stressed. And then when they saw that Jonathan ate, they were like, oh my God, Saul gonna kill him. We're gonna talk about that part of it next week. But in this part, in verse 27, he talks about, he, you can tell that the oath that he makes is not of God. First of all, God said, vengeance is mine. So if he makes an oath where he's trying to take on vengeance himself, then that's not of God. Secondly, he cursed the people. He said, curse is the man that eats something today that don't follow my rules. Amen? And so he broke their spirit. He had a responsibility to the people and they were following him. They were leading. So he was a leader and he was out of order. Have you ever had any leaders that's out of order? All that the time. not following what God has told him to do? So we're yeah. about to start some discussions, okay? So the next thing right. I want to point out, and then we're going to talk about the accountability of Saul, that he did his, his responsibility and his accountability that we can definitely see he did not have when he made this vow and when he caused the people to, to starve to death almost. So let's look at verses 32 and 33. The people had been so hungry, they uh, plundered the uh, on the animals and stuff, start cutting up stuff. And I'm going to tell you something. They said they was eating them with blood. I guarantee you they was eating them raw with the blood in it. That's just my, that's my thought. Could be true. And then one of the things that we know that the Israelites uh, made, a, you know, they were not to eat things that had blood in them. They were always supposed to drain them first or cook them well or different things of that nature because blood is a symbolization of what? Life. That's why Christ oh. gave his blood for my life. So let's look at some of these things that uh, some of the responsibilities that Saul overlooked as a leader. And we're going to talk about them. So let's look at how he distressed the people. So my question to you is, have you ever had someone in leadership over you that distressed you in such a way that you knew it was ungodly? Anybody? Say it one more time, Denise. What was the question? I, I forgot what I said. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had anyone in leadership that stressed you out and you know it wasn't God that did it? Of course. <laughs> we had we had a president. Shoot. President yeah. Trump. Mm. Yes. You put it out there, didn't you? I had to. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't have to, but that's the one thing that first came to mind, but it's even had been so much in a job. You know what I mean? Someone who is head cook or something. And, and um, it was stressful going to work every day. Cause I didn't, I didn't know what 
mood that person was going to be in. And it's, it made me anxious about being at work. So, yeah, that was a not such a great time. Right. Anybody yes. else? I have an example. Okay. My example is uh, the ladies at City Trend that we prayed about when they got shot. Well, I didn't know the girl that's in there is the girl's sister, she claimed. Anyway, I told her, I said, well, the Lord finna bless the man to go on the court. And I don't know if she upset or what, but before you know it, that's my, I don't care if that's your daughter. I was happy that, you know, this man is going to court. We can get this animal off the streets that had no respect for human life. And in fact, we've been praying and endeavoring um, for you guys. And before you know it, the whole thing just flipped. And that's what I love about the Holy Spirit. You can come across to some people and they think you're being funny. But my whole point was I always make your own money. Then she goes on to tell me, well, we don't make number $12 and something out. Not the way that woman was following that white man up in here. Oh, yeah. When they got shot, they wouldn't get them no unemployment check. Wouldn't get them no severance pay. Wouldn't get them no time off. I said, what? And the way she was up in here and couldn't talk to the customers? Oh, my God. So why would I act like that? Because the Holy Spirit made me, you know, let her know that you are stupid. But that's on y'all if y'all want to stand in here and lose your life one way in and one way out. But I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> and I don't like your attitude. So I have to flip this whole script and make you think that you're right when you're wrong. So anyway, now you see that the white man getting rich. The Loomis truck come in, picked up all that money, counted it out in front of all of us by himself with a Glock on him. But they won't even let y'all come in here with a gun. Mm -hmm. Ain't that terrible? It ain't even a sign up that's saying that you can't bear an arm. Now, Walmart, yes. Not here at City Trend. And then all these undercover cops over there in that gym, all through this strip is nothing but undercover cops. So why nobody came over here to save the black people? Now, don't y'all feel weird? So anyway, she went on to tell me, you got your bachelor's degree. That's what I was telling her. She needs to go and open her own business. The lady going to have to open her own business because she can't even stand up in here the way she was screaming the other day. She seen that blood. The only thing they did was cut the little carpet out, covered it up. The girl went and tried to go back there so she could proceed to do her job, started screaming. This lady might be in therapy for the rest of her life. So I say all that to say this. Oftentimes, people want to jump the gun of you being rude, being mean, or being evil. Only thing I was trying to say was, honey, make your own money. You don't mess with a man money and then turn around and tell him you don't want him because he's not working in the oil field anymore. What about all of them $3,000 checks that you spent? Not saying that it was right or wrong, but y'all should have came to that agreement that you was going to leave him when things got bad. And then he probably could have came to a conclusion when you went and had them three babies on him, none of them is his, and he still let them wear his last name. Okay, that was kind of weird. Then y'all been together 13 years. All of a sudden, he ain't got no job. You don't want him no more. So I'm telling you, it's two sides to each story, but either way it go, it looked like it's going in his favor. Because he got the lesser charges. You got all them bullet wounds. You and her. And it ain't number God that y'all still hear. And y'all don't even know of the power of prayer. You still not talking about God. They don't even realize how much prayer I have put over them. Or we. Because me and you both prayed for them. And that ain't counting the other people. And keep in mind, ACP wouldn't even pay their rent. They got to come back to work. So anyway. Um, just leadership sometimes is often um, thrown off when a person get a position and you're only making $13. You can go to McDonald's. You got four doors you can go in and out of if somebody come here to kill you, including the exit door, which makes five, and you'll make $13.50. And you want to do number flip a burger. 
So anyway, uh, that's one of my examples. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So my next question has to do with even though he made the vow and it was not the right type of vow, why? Just a thought. I'm just asking y'all. Why do you think God still honored it? Why do you think he honored the vow that he made? Grace and mercy, maybe. Because <laughs> I know he do it for me all the time. I don't know. Vinod? Anybody else? <laughs> Anybody else? Caleb? <laughs> oh, there he is. I mean, if he, uh, why do you think he honored it? You know, why did God honor? I mean, almost, almost said his word is his bond. If he, if he made the promise and said that that's what he's going to do, that's what he's going to do. That's what I say. Okay. All right. Brother Vanoy. You know, he talks about this word about a vow and a vow and not keeping it for one. And for two, if man, God is made in, I mean, man is made in God's image. God is a man, is a God of his word. So the man, it has to be a man of his word as well. You know, so how can he not allow him to, uh, how can he not honor a man's word when he says something because he honors his word? He said his above, he would say he his word above his name, which is saying a lot. So when he says something, I mean, you know, you can take that to the bank. So uh, we're created in his image. And uh, once something leaves our mouth, I mean, there's no really no taking it back. That's 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 awesome. And that is another reason why, God, that's important for us to make sure that we are utilizing the word of God and watching what we say, watching what we say. Now, we only got a part of the story, so we will get the rest of the story next week. We are still going to finish out 1 Samuel 14, so y'all can finish reading the rest of it. But I also want to ask one more question. We got about 10 minutes. So I, I want to ask one more question. Do, does leadership have a responsibility for the words they say? Yes. Somebody expound. <laughs> I was like, Caleb, that's all you got? Lisa answered that one. I'm like, I'm sitting there waiting too. <laughs> I mean, they're leaders. Yes, yeah. yes, they have a responsibility. You, you're, you're leading people. Um, people are, are taking, basically, taking your lead as, as far as what what you're presenting, what you're stating what you're saying that you're going to do. So, I mean, yeah, you definitely have a responsibility to people when you're, when you're a leader. In the Bible. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go Brother ahead, Montgomery, Caleb. Caleb. Go ahead, uh, Montgomery. And then Caleb. Uh, people trust you. Oh, my bad. No, go ahead. Yep. You said it. Go ahead. Yeah, you're supposed to be a leader. People trust you
and you the person that stepped up and wanted to be the leader. And if you lose that leadership, you know, it's going to take a while to see you to follow. Amen. The Bible said that God appointed the higher authority. You know, leaders, you know, they just, you know, God appointed them and he expects for you to carry out it, uh, do the right thing in that position. You know, uh, you speak for the people, you speak for somebody, you represent somebody. So God looking forward to you or uh, carry it out. Amen. 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 Brother Benoit. And I would like to add, uh, Denise, that a lot Go of ahead. times just because a person is a leadership or they got a title don't mean God want them to lead. So we got to look at this at two different points, even though, you know, for Samuel, that was his role. But a lot of times people um, have leadership roles and what God is doing right now. And I don't know if you see it in the spiritual world, but I do, is that my vision is he's bringing the ones from the back to the front. And just because you don't have a degree or a title or leadership don't mean God is not making us lead. Because a lot of times uh, the leaders are older and they still thinking, oh, that's why a lot of people don't left the church. You're going to have to bring the young ones in like me with this young spirit, this beautiful voice. And I can bring these kids in because they love me, men and women. And either, either way, I have to let them know I don't go that way. But, hey, I can be your friend, but you can't come here. I got to make sure you prayed up first. And a lot of people don't understand that. And that's what I was trying to explain to the lady at City Train today. Ma'am, before you walk out your door, before you get in your car, before you crank it, you need to be prayed up. You cannot come in here and think these people are going to save y'all. Can't you see? They don't care nothing about you. So that, I don't know if it made them offended because I believe God takes care of me. I am so overjoyed to enjoy a conversation with someone that can talk to me on a spiritual level and feel the Holy Spirit like I do with the chills right now as I speak, because I know what he's going to do. God holds tomorrow. I have to take her today. And in the process of today, I already prayed yesterday. I prayed this morning. I prayed this evening. This is a, something you're supposed to do all day. That's why God said pray without ceasing. A lot of leaders do not do that because they took all the prayer out of school. They took it out of here. They took it out of there. They didn't take it out your car. They didn't take it out this parking lot. They didn't take it out your mind while you're walking around with that cup in your hand. So people oftentimes come up and ask me, how can I be so strong? How are you always by yourself? I told them, I believe I'm a leader because everybody I meet is broken. I'm tired of healing y'all. Sometimes y'all drain me. Okay. And you're taking my energy because I'm trying to invest in you and you're not ready. See, a lot of people don't understand that. You can bring people, that's like crabs in a bucket. You, I, They bringing me back down here. God said, uh-uh. You got to let them go. It's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, even the people that's older than me. I've been telling them here lately, you can't go. And they don't understand what I'm saying. But I know what my vision is. I know what God given me, and I trust him. And I know the Holy Spirit is on fire. I feel it. And I know it's real. So I got to stay in his graces. So a lot of people are even harder than me because they think things come to me easy. How? I don't have no company. You don't see me with no family. I'm always by myself. God, I can't say nothing. God is good. God get all the glory. They get mad at me for these responses, but I don't know what else to tell them because it's the truth. Glory. Amen. And we ain't got alone. Amen. Amen. Brother Vinod. Oh, leaders. I mean, if you're whether you're appointed or whether you step into the role of leadership, uh, as the uh, word says, I mean, he, because 
uh, our example is considered to be a shepherd and uh, he's leading flocks, you know, so if you don't lead them in the right direction, if you, you have to show them where to eat, you have to show them where to get drink, you have to show them where it's dangerous. So with that comes responsibility. I mean, in any type of leadership, the leader of this country, the leader of an army, the leader, I mean, they all have a responsibility because you have people whom you're really serving. You can, you can call it being in subjection, but you're really serving these people. Yes. Uh, you know, to keep them in a place that is where they can flourish, grow, and give them nourishment and keep them out of harm's way because some people don't know any better. Amen. That was awesome. That is awesome. Yes, there's a responsibility. Saul had a responsibility to his army and his people. We have a responsibility as we speak uh, in leadership. We have a responsibility to the people. Amen. That is that was phenomenal. So I'm going to ask Minister Caleb to go ahead and and pray us out. We got about three more minutes. So before he prays, though, I'm going to open it up for any other additional comments. I'd like to ask Brother Caleb, if he don't mind, if he could pray um, over, you know, I know you're going to pray over everybody, but to make sure that he um, put in there about the inmates. And also, uh, this lady, she keep on bothering me about her children. I mean, you know, if he could uh, just add that in there, or I could put it in chat. Okay. Anybody else? Go ahead, Caleb. Lord, bless his day. Lord, bless his service. Lord, bless everybody here. Lord, bless the inmates. Lord, bless... Um, Ashan and his friend and their children. Lord, I want you to help them get their on their feet. Make sure they're healthy. And Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh let us rejoice. Let us rejoice and let us um and hopefully you will let us be alive until until Sunday where we can be and rejoice again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Remember to uh, remember to put them in the chat. Any other additional requirements for us? We pay throughout the weeks. So we thank God for you. And yes, sometimes leaders mess up a little bit. We just have to pray for them and, and keep them in our prayers and then move on. It's all right. And guess what? It's quiet as kept. We all make mistakes. Amen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, without cast the first on how much time we got. We got about a minute and 20 seconds. Okay. We're going to say something, boy. <laughs> oh, I might, I might want to just know how much time we had. Uh, me and Lil V were talking today about us. Uh, we were talking about the fact that when Christ was risen, you know how people came to the tomb. They came, they went to where the dead was looking for life. In the wrong place. You're looking for life in the wrong place. Hmm. That's good. I like that. I definitely like that. Well, we're under a minute, so we know we're going to get cut off real soon. So I'm going to cut them off before we get cut off. <laughs> but, uh, you guys go ahead and remember to uh, finish off First uh, Samuel 14. We'll be discussing the rest of that uh, going next week. We'll see how far the Lord get, get us. Uh, but I just want to make sure that we are not rooting out oaths of arrogance. Speak word that of God 
live the word and be the word. And so I have are one you, question. Are you all right, may God bless you and keep you as my prayer. Love you guys. And there's nothing you can do. Well, about yeah. it.